Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with Simon Blair and Emma Doyle, the show that explores how to coach for success in both sport and business. Simon is owner and founder of Five Degrees and is a customer experience coach specializing in sales and customer service for contact centers. Emma is a performance coach, mentor and speaker with more than 20 years experience in coach education, both in Australia and around the world. This is The Coaching Podcast, and I'm pleased to have with me today Tim Simons, founder and head coach of Build Coaching. Tim, welcome. Thank you, Simon. Nice to be here. Terrific. Uh, so That's great, Tim. I'm really excited uh, about today's interview. We've known each other for uh, many years, mm-hmm. and uh, when I first encountered you when you were uh, entrenched in a big corporate organization... Yes. Now you are, well, three and a half years ago, you set up uh, Build Coaching, um, which is very much, uh, from what I understand, and you can correct me if I get this wrong, but professional development powered by personal development. It's a real focus on individuals uh, and what all the factors from pers- their personal life as well as their business life and that, that drives their, their, I suppose, capability and performance. Have I got that right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, pretty close, spot on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, the number one question I get asked when people ask me, what do you do? And they say, do you coach on business or professional or the person and personal? And I'm like, well, it's the same human doing both. So be it leadership development, executive coaching, one-on-one coaching, I'm all about the individual and their relationship with themselves, to be honest. Yeah. Fantastic. You've had no preparation here, Tim, so we're just going to go into it. Um, see. <laughs> <I'll be nervous>. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So uh, what about anchovies on pizza? <laughs> Do you like them? Or not? a big N-O. A big N-O. Hold the anchovies, please. I'm not sure if we can continue this interview anymore. Um, <laughs> no, good, fair enough. Okay, so no anchovies on pizza. All right. So, Tim, as no a result, anchovies, full stop. Yes, no, full stop. As a result of uh, not having a preference for anchovies on pizza, the next uh, this frames the next question, uh, which I need you to tell me about what you would consider to be the worst coaching experience you've ever had, or some sort of bad experience as a coach in your career. Uh, that you could um, relate to the coaching podcast? Mm, as me, as the coach? You as the coach. Um, well, well, maybe, you know, it could be a bad experience as a coachee yourself that maybe had an influence on you. But, yeah, if you've got something that comes to mind as a coach yourself, that would be would be handy. But either way, I'll leave it up to you. If I think about it, you know, the, the sort of things that are coming to mind are probably very, like, year one of me being an actual professional coach. Um, and by professional, I mean getting paid to do it. Um, you know, I definitely felt like, you know, in the last probably three and a half years, I would have spent close to 2,500 hours sitting one-on-one with people. Yep. And as a result, becoming a student of human behavior um, and, you know, how I – how and how I coach people today is very different to how I set off to do it. So some of the poor coaching experiences that come to mind is really the early days when I guess looking back at it, it hurts me to say it out loud, but it was more about me than the, than the person sitting in front. 
And it was more about me trying to prove that I'm a good coach and have this person be impressed with my coaching ability mm-hmm. um, yeah. rather than actually the reason I was there, which was to, to serve the serve and care for the person in front of me. So, you know, I had a few um, awkward, uh, awkward, awkward, awkward moments. Awkward. I was going to say <laughs> shockers, um, but definitely <laughs> awkward moments. But I guess without them, I wouldn't have been able, you know, we all know where we get the most learnings from is most of those awkward moments. So, you know, as, as uncomfortable as they were at the time and certainly thinking about, thinking about them now, they've, they've definitely served a place. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, that the wrong priorities of, of coaching um, in the early days are probably just, like, painful mm. to think about. Yeah, I think uh, our audience could relate to that. We've, certainly as coaches, we've all had, had those uh, sort of experiences. And I, I like what you said about... Uh, you know, you didn't come at it from a point of well. You realise subsequently, it's it's about serve, serving, isn't it? Uh, mm. The service you provide as a coach, and I think that yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's a key sort of uh, headspace for all of us to consider. So, um, fantastic. So, the next question, Tim, is what we like to call on the coaching podcast a sliding doors moment, mm. which obviously through our careers. You know, we can have multiple moments, but can you think of a particular moment in your career where you had to make a decision, could have gone left, could have gone right? As a result of that decision, though, it's it's really shaped or put you on a certain path that's led, mm-hmm. led you to where you are now. Um, yes, I've got s- several, actually, that I think about um, often, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one, I'll, the one I'll share with you. So I'd already made a big decision to to chuck in the, the corporate job that I'd been at for six years and doing pretty well at. And then I was six months into this new business build, and I was just on fire <laughs> in my head. Really, the fact that I actually had some income coming in was pretty good, and I was just saying yes to everything, no matter what it was. And I can remember this um, husband and wife hairdressing. Um, they ran their own hairdressing business and they were like, look, we sort of need a business coach type thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can be a business coach. <laughs> and so I set off with this, this um, called my friend who's a business coach and like, mate, what's business coaching? What's that all about? Set off on a six session package. I was like, hmm, six sessions and it costs this much and this is what we'll do. And halfway through and they're like, great, can we, can we pay you in like half an hour, half later? I'm like, fine. We got to the end of session three and the guy calls me up and, and basically fires me. Well, he says, look, we, we're not getting any value out of this. We think it's overpriced motivation. Um, we don't want to continue with the next three sessions. And I was rocked, right? Like I had had such a stellar start that this was the first massive setback. Mm. And I can remember the next day. I can remember not getting out of bed the next day. Oh. I can remember go, going, oh, my God, I'm a fraud. This is not good. What am I going to do? Looking up seek. Can I get my old job back? Like, <laughs> so it's all just hammered. Cause rejection. coming. You know, <laughs> just total rejection. And I can remember the moment of going, hang on a second, like just this beautiful moment of awareness that was like, hang on, your whole business is, ba- is called build, which is about building momentum and keeping things going. Um, and building a relationship with yourself. And right now you've got a unique opportunity. Like I can still remember the conversation I had with myself to go and, you know, all the Rocky Balboa quotes were coming into my head and it's about how much you get back up when you've been hit and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I really just dragged myself off 
off the canvas for that and realized, did a really good review of myself and went, you know what, I'm not, I'm not a business coach. And it was that point that actually solidified exactly what Build is all about and what my coaching approach is all about, which is the human being having a relationship with him or herself um, and then taking that into whatever world they, they work or live in. And from that point, I got rid of all the marketing, consulting, all the business stuff and just became an absolute human being coach and the business just took off. Um, so I, I actually think... I don't know if I'd still be in business today, three and a half years later, if I didn't get axed off that contract. So that was a big sliding doors moment for me. Wow. Great, great story. And I think a moment that for all of us that care deeply about, I suppose, the service we provide, the people we coach, mm. how we're perceived. <laughs> yeah, it was a shocker. Uh, was the yeah. worst going on it. Well, terrific. So, look, Tim, that's uh, that's brilliant. Um, and that leads me to my next question, which could you articulate, which could be a challenge for you, but in three words or less, mm-hmm. what you what makes a great coach? Um, composure. Mm. Courage. And caring, just to wrap it out with three C's. Um, yeah, that, that probably sums it up. Composure, courage, and caring, the three C's. Yeah. Terrific. So, yeah, I mean, I can expand on them, but... Yeah. Nah, look, that's... I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. That's great. I love it. Yeah. That was uh, Tim Simons. I love as coaches how our failings are just as important as as our successes. And uh, straight off the bat, I, he he exposes himself and says mm. about how he wanted to prove how good of a coach he was. I went, ah. Oh. I felt awkward <laughs> just listening to it. Yeah, oh, well, I went <laughs> ring, ring, ring. That reminds me of me. Um, yep. I could completely relate to that as a young coach, and the more, as I've, I think I've, you know, m- might have mentioned before to you, Simon, the, the the more verbal diarrhea I had, the better a coach that I looked. And you know, the parents thought, "Gee, you know, she's a, she's a really great coach." I mean, value? Mm. Oh, not a lot of value in in some of my early days. And yeah. um, I just I love the fact that you know that he just said that straight away in trying to impress and improve. Um, you know, I, I love in, even in the word improve, you've got prove in there, don't you? If you yeah. get rid of the I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm prove, you know, instead of improving, I'm trying to prove myself. Um, but, you know, I'd love to just uh, hear your thoughts around, you know, the, the hours as a coach. Um, mm. For me, that was really important that he just said, okay, hang on a minute. For me to become an expert in this space, I need I need hours. I need coaching hours under my belt. Mm. What, are you, what are your thoughts around that? Well, I can relate to that because my business, uh, Five Degrees, and, you know, it's very much we specialise in measuring the, uh, the conversations that uh, staff have with customers. And I've done that pretty much my whole career. And so that's, uh, you know, 20, coming up to 24 years. 
in working in, you know, I suppose, the contact centre space that I play in. Yes. And I started on the phone. So I had that, that grounding for, for a good three years and, and then, you know, became a manager and uh, what have you um, after that. So, but specifically as he said that, I'm, you know, what pops into my head is, uh, you know, I, I actually did this about six months ago where I estimated literally the volume of calls that I would have assessed and listen to and analyze. So customer interactions. And it was a figure beyond 20,000. And, you know, when my whole career has been built around, you know, listening to conversation and coming up with measurement models to then use to drive the coaching process, the feedback and the improvement side of things. Yes. um, I think I can speak from a level of authority that doesn't come from which it might might have when I was a lot younger, Mm. an egotistical place. Yes, yes. Um, There's healthy ego driven by the fact I've done done Mm. the hard yards and Mm. I continue to. Mm. And and I I think all businesses are heading that way. I I know um, statistics in matches speaks volumes uh, Mm. for improvement, for results, for, you know, whether someone's on track and... and They don't lie. They don't lie. They don't lie. And more Not and more, in tennis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Probably in the exactly. business world, how yeah. they're used, how they're analysed, yes, but yes. Pretty, pretty cut and dried, black yeah. and white. Yeah, in tennis. So yeah, um, but I yeah I, I love how you know he he just uh, and then and then I guess he he mentions his sliding doors moment, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. And we, we hear around you know the the six years again in the corporate space and just first of all having the courage to leave that space because a lot of people i speak with are um, can feel trapped mm. you know they've got they've got the mortgage or they've got repayments they've got responsibility and when you're you know you're you're in a suit and you're on the the train every day and you you're working long hours even when you get home and the laptop's still out over dinner and not mm-hmm. a lot of family balance but you you have a certain lifestyle you're talking that was my life <laughs> yeah yeah just prior to j- jumping Yes. Jumping out in, yes. into, uh, you know, consultancy. Yes. Ten years ago now. And and sometimes you, you could almost hear the excitement in his voice when he when he re, when he he went back in time and mm. said, oh, that first six months I was kicking goals and I was on fire and nothing, you know, you know nothing's going to knock me down, mm. so to speak. Um, and then he has that experience, you know. And I, I, I love, again, how an experience, and this is why on the, the coaching podcast, the sliding doors question is a beauty because it's it's that it isolates that moment in time where really it's a dramatic shift. And his dramatic shift was really, um, you know, I'm not a business coach. So sometimes when you identify what you are not, mm. it helps you clarify what you, what you are. Yes, Absolutely, uh, which you know happened happened to me. Uh, I'm, I was hearing that story, and you know it was actually when I was a consultant, and it was probably about two years in, and I was pretty confident, you know, going from one organisation to the next, uh, taking on all of those years of experience of uh, contact centre assessment and and training and coaching and making really key recommendations to you know senior management, frontline management, but then one day I we had a new client in the business that I got assigned to and um, uh, <laughs> the salesperson in the business, unbeknownst to me, actually sold in as a bit of a, I suppose, seizing the moment um, in terms of additional need that they had. 
this management coaching in customer experience models outside of the core thing that was sold as well, which is what I did, Mm -hmm. which was benchmarking and assessing the contact center with mystery shopping and going in and presenting results and and recommendations. And uh, I was a bit annoyed because I knew instantly in my gut that this was a stretch for me. That wasn't core to what I what my expertise is, you know, yes. listening to all those calls, et cetera. You know, I've got a model for, you know, customer conversations. Do I have a model for a broader business change agenda when it comes to customer experience? Uh, and the answer is no. And yet I went ahead and did a two-day workshop with, you know, middle to senior management in this large service organisation mm. and I paid the price. Yes. Within one hour, in fact, probably within the first half an hour, I realised I'm out of my depth. Number one, I haven't done enough preparation. I made assumptions, oh, I'll put my best foot forward. Like, I've, I've got this, I've got so much experience, so much knowledge. I'll go ahead and uh, put something together that I think is going to mm. resonate mm. And, and work across the two days. But I made assumptions. I didn't do the uh, checking in. I should have obviously, in knowing, going with my gut, I'm out of my comfort zone, Uh, got clarity from the client and preparation as to exactly what they needed, why they were looking to do it, had greater context, and I might have had a better chance at adapting my, what I did know, to make that work. And I was, they weren't happy, you know, they weren't happy. And I had to basically fumble my way through two days, the most awkward situation I've ever been Mm. in, because Mm. I'm proud, yeah, to that point, so mm. much pride in my work and mm. hadn't had those moments. And it was mm. horrible, absolutely mm. horrible. Forever and a day, I decided never never yeah. again. Yes. That's not what I do. Yes. Even now, you know, yes. clients come, come to me. They've got this need for broader, say, customer experience work. I've got strategic alliances and partnerships with those where that is their core core activity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good insight. Um, and the whole concept of yes to everything. Yes, 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 yeah, which yes, is what yes. I did. Yeah. And, you know, coaches are very um, susceptible to that and obviously become burnt out. Uh, I know we see that all the time where, yep, can you fit me in? Yes. Can just have another lesson? Yes. You know, instead of really yeah. thinking about the bigger picture is is that extra lesson just before you're about to go on a four-week holiday where you're not picking up a racket? Is it critical that you squeeze in one more lesson before you go away, mm. thinking you're going to forget everything that you've just learnt? So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and the whole the whole concept then, but, you know, I think also I, I think if we're really honest, we can relate to sometimes, you know, that when things have gone disastrously in our lives where you, you don't want to get out of bed. And you oh, head under the just, doona, just, just want to crawl yeah. under. Yeah, and when you're running your own business too, yeah. yep. there are times where you might lose a client or you get some feedback, whether accurate or not. Um, it's not as, you know, yes, you, it affords a, a certain lifestyle, but working for yourself, you can have those days. And that's why it's so important to get, again, clarity mm. on what it is that you do and what is it that you do well and then getting back to what I say when when some of my clients experience that is chunk it down into manageable pieces and get back to the core of who you are. Well, then I've, you know, I've personally gone through a number of transitional changes uh, from the first evolution of my, of my business with business partners and now it's just me. And, you know, the... The, the process of change organisationally for my business 
uh, and the emotions and the individuals involved and and shifting course and having fluctuations. Yeah, welcome to small business, cash flow, uh, lose a key client, mm. uh, maybe haven't done the investment, got a bit lazy with thinking it was always going to be there, um, especially with the, you know, more modern forms of marketing and business development and, you know, how you attract clients and, uh, you know, Things I, I, I fully cognizant of now, and, and put the put the work in, and, and reap the rewards. But you know, it's still still challenging. Even right now, there's there's particular challenges, and as there no doubt always will be. And you get in that yeah that funk that um, you know what. And when you're in, and when you're flying solo, even mm. with a team around you, but your it's your business. Yes, you you don't have that those. You know, to bounce stuff off, to literally to talk about it, yes, and get perspective. Perspective. I keep going back to it is mm. uh, through these episodes is so critical. Well, you could you could throw an episode of the coaching podcast on. <laughs> you know, while you're lying in bed, and then by the time you've finished listening to oh. it, you, you may jump out of bed. Well, or at least know. get a pen and paper. You're listening to The Coaching Podcast, brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one in call quality monitoring and coaching for contact centres. Visit Five Degrees, spelled F-I-V-E, at fivedegrees.com.au to find out how you can supercharge your sales and customer service efforts. And The Coaching Podcast, also brought to you with thanks to Emma Doyle, international speaker, mentor, and performance coach, specialising in communication, women in leadership, and coach education for players, parents, clubs, schools and coaches right around the world. Visit emmadoyle.com.au and discover your inner coach today. Composure, courage and caring. His three C's they ended up being in in the end, didn't they? Um, I think composure taps beautifully into what we were just talking about and that ability to you know, um, kind of, you know, at the end of the day, no no matter what is happening in your life, not everyone needs to know about that. The the people you're working with... (laughs) They don't really care. No. And I think sometimes, especially maybe, you know, and I can certainly relate to this and, you know, as an extroverted coach, there's that, you know, there's that... Um, need to share. There's that need to share and overshare and and sit down, you know, with, with your client or, you know, your, your lesson and, and start talking about yourself. And um, having composure mm. in your personal standards and and what you know living your authentic truth with your clients i think is really important and we've heard it time and time again from experts on the show haven't we absolutely and and i like that that word suggests so many things um you know being in control of your emotions uh when i'm talking about even you know in the moment so to maintain that authenticity uh, and not let the emotion of the moment make you do something that you may regret or is actually actually not your normal self, but mm. it is the situation that, that triggers something. Mm. You have to be so attuned to those moments mm. so you can make conscious choices in the moment to respond a certain way. Mm. Well, my dad, my dad being, you know, the president of the Jung Society that he is, he would say that is your normal self. He would say, yeah. you know, it, it's right just there. a version, you know, that, that um, you know, that a trigger in you that yeah. is you um and i think as coaches when when we are triggered or something happens that that is a part of us that we um being um client facing need to be aware of you've <laughs> fascinating what you've just reflected back at me because now you, um, you're making me realize something that i used in a, in a uh, have used 
in a training, a lot of training for a client uh, last year where I did six weeks straight of, of material. And I, I found this um, TED Talk by, hmm, let me think of his name, Mark Bowden. Look him up. Uh, global expert on body language. The TED Talk was titled The Importance, I think I could have this slightly wrong, but The Importance of Being Inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, specifically in that your face to the world, those moments, if you, if we just, if all of us in our lives just automatically responded as we naturally are, how do you think that's going to go down? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this whole. I'm fascinated by this. It's since then, uh, this whole thing around authenticity. It's very uh, popular mm. in the business world at the moment. Yes. And. I think it's misunderstood in a, in a lot of ways because if we all went around being truly authentic to ourselves, well, no one's going to necessarily listen to the message we've got to Or buy your say, product. Buy the product. And we're all salespeople all the time, yeah? Mm. We're constantly selling. And when I say that, and you'll, you know, this is what Mark talks about, selling ourselves, our ideas, uh, the, the, our, our, the concepts we're talking about. Which is alone, Tim's business, yeah, isn't it? exactly, let it's alone actual product. Focusing on the self. Mm. So... Mm. Um, yeah, authenticity. It's mm. uh, it's not mm. all it seems, I suppose. Mm. Uh, courage. He 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 certainly leads by example there, doesn't he? With it, with his courage and care, empathy, walk in their shoes. Yeah. What makes a great coach? You have to care beyond. Do you give us stuff? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're really asking here. And and if you don't, then maybe you've said yes one too many times. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And now for the question. So, Tim, finally, do you have a question for the coaching podcast? Wow. I mean, if I, if I was having a, converse, a broader conversation with coaches, definitely the question I'd ask is their own energy, their own self-care. You know, being that it's a good, you know, successful coach probably coaches a lot of people every week, which means you're really kind of giving a lot of yourself and a lot of your energy into those environments. And so I would love a conversation from coaching around energy management and how you can still show up and, and be there for everybody um, but not then be so fatigued from running 20, 30 sessions a week. Yeah, great question uh, and, and something, you know, many people no doubt would, uh, would like to uh, explore uh, and, and, and get others' perspective on. So that's fantastic, Tim. Really appreciate your time today and for being on the coaching podcast. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, great contribution. Cool. Thanks, Simon. Well, I'm going to throw that straight over to you, oh, Simon Blair. How do you manage me. your own energy, self-care? And we're really talking about energy management here. What do you do? Um. Good batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no. Recharge them each night? <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose two things that stand out. Because when he's saying that, I'm, I, I started to think of the the energy that you have literally those moments, those minutes prior to might be delivering that keynote the speech. Performance. The performance, yep. you know, stepping into the training room uh, or one-on-one coaching session. You know, mm. what's that mental uh, reset? Because, hey, it might have just come from – you know, it could have been, you know, had a difficult phone call with someone in your life and, you know, there's a bit of angst and you've got these negative energy and you know as a coach that's never going to work. You've got to shift it. So a couple of things I do. Breathing. Breathing is a big one. Diaphragm breathing. Um, 
where not just take three breaths and, you mm. know, it's proper breathing technique. Yes. not from the upper, upper rib the, cage, yeah. the bottom, yep. And, you know, put your hands above your head. It's impossible not to breathe from your diaphragm when your hands are above your head. So, and it's, and the guts stick out and uh, modesty can't be part of the equation in those moments. <laughs> so, but so deep breathing and it does, it takes that, that edge off, um, uh, off the nerves and just resets and that then feeds into the mental you know, the, the mental reset as well and thinking positive thoughts, you know, self-affirmation um, and just what's the point, the why? why, why does, what am I trying to achieve with this person or with this group in this session today and be prepared to go with the flow because you never know what you're going to get. Mm. Um, so anyway, there, there's a couple of things. But the other thing I do, I suppose, more generically within my life uh, for, you know, stepping out of <laughs> running my business and, and then, you know, dealing with kids and family and just the, uh, the challenges that flow from that, it's music, you know. Step, step away, write some music, get my guitar out, start singing. Your outlet. Yeah, and, mm. um, yeah, it just puts me in a, mm. a nice sort of uh, place. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm, you know, really the number one piece of feedback I, I receive from my workshops and my presentations is they, they often do say, wow. You have energy. That mm-hmm. is like, and then you know, which can be a good thing. Uh, yeah. And they, you know, they're often they're meaning it quite complimentary. Sometimes, sure. sometimes they do go, "Whoa, I couldn't do that." You, you know, <laughs> your energy's uh, too high. Um, it, it's just uh, the way it's always been for me. Mm. So, um, with that, there is no doubt that um, with someone that operates at the frequency that I do, um, I can't operate it seven days a week. It may sometimes appear like that yeah. to people, but it's not. There's no way. Uh, no. It's not possible. It's not humanly possible. And so for me, the things that um, help me relax and managing my day and looking at how much time am I giving and giving out energy um, because I need to replenish that. And the way that I do replenish that is through the downtime and making sure that I block out parts of my day where I can replenish uh, I've been practicing mindfulness this year and I'm a huge fan as well, I think, as a massage. I think there's one thing that I do frequently. It's a massage once a week. It's quite a physical job that I have. Yeah. And so that massage often, you know, um, I've got the one guy, he's amazing and I can just zen out. It's very much we I do do certain um uh, we, we listen to certain songs on purpose depending on what I need to recharge. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but um, I think that's that's really important and, you know, keeping yourself grounded. Mm. I think in sometimes in the jobs when we're, we're giving so much out, we, you know, having people around you, that good support structure where that people can just keep you grounded. And um, another business coach friend of mine, um, which I sometimes – I don't do this every day. I'm not quite in the habit yet, but I love this little quick tip that she says. When she gets out of bed, she just takes – 30 seconds, and I'm, I'm doing it right now as, as we speak, and just puts her feet on the ground mm. and just connects to the earth and just sets her intention for the day. Uh, I'm a huge fan of anchor and affirmations. I use them, well, I, have, I use them with my clients. And so, of course, I have my own, uh, as you said, right before I, I do a performance, it's very important that I get in state. And I put my thumb, my index finger, and my middle finger together, and I say, head, heart, and soul, I can do it. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, even on the golf course, top of the putter, 
um, back of the string if mm. I'm on a tennis court and if I'm just doing a presentation, I'll always have a cue card, always. Mm. And on that the, the, that palm cue card will be always handy. No one will really even ever see it. Yep. But it's there if I need it with my three with my three fingers just to to get in state. And I've been doing that now for so long mm. that it's like a, it is. It's like it's a um, yeah. It's like a trigger. Yeah, mm. uh, thinking about my manual car, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say turning the key, but these days everything's so automatic. Pushing the button. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the button. All of a sudden the car starts. It's scary enough. But um, yeah, great question. I you know I really thank Tim for um, his insights into self. You know. Yeah, sharing what he did. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, and just um, how be, he he is an expert in that yes. in helping people to be the best version of themselves. Absolutely, and I, I like how he's branded it for himself a human being coach. Mm. You know, when that clarity came through for him, and mm. um, and I know Tim because Tim, I met Tim when he was a client of mine um, as a, as a, when I was a consultant, and he worked in you know the big big corporate. The corporate, right? And I can tell you one thing: he hasn't really changed in terms of like his personality, his demeanor. Just uh, you know, make it's not surprising at all that he's made a success of himself. As uh, as a coach um, of of people, because mm. you know that's what made our relationship really strong, mm. and uh, and it's just great to hear that uh, you know number one he struggled a little bit. You can't have it all too easy. Yeah. We all got to go through those yeah, moments. Yeah, as Aussies, we, <laughs> we like that. Um, hear about the struggle, and uh, he's mm. come come through with that clarity and, and purpose, and he's, it's reaping rewards. Mm. So check him out, build coaching. And could I just finish by saying about the energy in his voice? Yeah, you can hear energy. You can hear yeah. it. It's 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 tonality, and as you would mm. know in your, in your world, um, that that resonates through listening to the coaching podcast. That's it. <laughs> Is it your serve or mine? <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry. What's <laughs> energy? Energy. Get your energy up, Simon. Oh, okay. Yes, energy. I'm right back with you. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> you lost me for a moment. <laughs> He's just doing his diaphragmic breathing yeah. <laughs> with his hands above his head right now, listeners. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, Simon. We'd like to thank our featured guest, Tim Simons, owner and founder of Build Coaching. Build Coaching is a unique service providing in-house coaching for your staff members to create a happy, positive and goal-oriented environment. The program is designed to help individuals with anything they would like to improve in their lives, personally or professionally. Call 1300 975 856 to start building. For more information, visit buildcoaching.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you in response to Tim's question. How do you manage your self-care and your energy as a coach? Make a post on our Facebook group. Type in the coaching podcast, click to join, and we'll add you as a member. And then you can join our growing community of coaching practitioners. And if you're a fan of the show, Emma and I would like your assistance to help us grow our audience. Go to iTunes, type in the coaching podcast, and on our show page, click subscribe to download episodes automatically, and we would love to get your ratings and reviews. The Coaching Podcast is proudly brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one in quality monitoring and coaching for contact centres. And thanks to emmadoyle.com.au, speaker, mentor and performance coach. My name's Jane Neild, producer for The Coaching Podcast. Thanks for listening.